Oh my god. How cool. I love that. So exciting. Wow. Hi, I'm Pip and this is Jumbled Loves a Chat. Amazing. Love that it. Is stunning. That is like so flipping true. Let's come and get your coffee. <laughs> Cheers to that. Hello and welcome to Jumbled Loves a Chat. Today's guest is someone that I'm going to be indebted to for a really long time. Welcome to the dream maker, well my ceramic dinnerware dream maker, Kate Gordon, the head of design for Australian ceramics brand Robert Gordon. Welcome Kate. Oh, thank you, Pip. That's so lovely. Do I call you the head of head of design, or is oh, I right? think um, no, we do have a head of design, Brent. So he might be a little bit annoyed about. Oh, that, sorry. I'm, no, 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 no. It's um, no, it's um, I'm more creative director at Robert Gordon. That's, oh, that's the, the the name that's kind of evolved. The the title that's evolved. So I like that. So, sounds yeah. very fancy and yeah, it does, doesn't it? I, I just thought it's the perfect time to get you on the podcast. Be reluctantly, but on your end, she yeah. keeps avoiding me. But um, <laughs> because we just did a collaboration together, and I am like it literally has been a, like a, a highlight for me. For to hold the plates in my hand that yeah. we've designed together has been so amazing. And Kate's really the person that made it all happen. So I thought like there's no time like the present when we just launched um, the range last week, and it pretty well sold out straight away. Oh, amazing. I know, amazing. amazing. Yeah. So yeah. this is this is lovely to get to chat now. Um, can you tell me about the history of Robert Gordon because it's long and interesting? Yeah, it is a long and interesting history. It's a family business. Yeah. So we are three generations of Australians who have been making pottery in Australia since 1945. Amazing. So our grandma, June, she started the business. Um, her studio was called Dyson's Studio and it was based in Black Rock, which is a bayside suburb in Melbourne. And she started that with her husband, Colin. And um, she had six kids. And I think it's incredible now to think that in 1945 they raised six kids and did all that just running a pottery. So um, she sold her wares to all the big stores. We have um, pictures in Women's Weekly from 1945 with our grandma's pottery. In oh, her. my god! Yeah, amazing. So, yeah. And her work is really collectible now, so you can buy it in antique shops. And um, um, it's actually, we had a post the other day, we found a piece in the National Gallery of Victoria. So was that, that was the place. little um, pot with that beautiful lid? Oh, amazing, casserole. It was oh. so 1960s, wasn't it, with that beautiful but, candle and just... But very you know, relevant for today as well, I yeah, thought. But even the colour, cool. everything about it was um, stunning. You should Beautiful. bring that one back out. Well, I just thought, like, I don't know how practical the handle is. I did think it was very beautiful, but I thought in a hot oven, I'm not sure. Oh, like, God, yeah. <laughs> but it was really beautiful. And um, so, she, so she had the pottery in Black Rock. Um, and then they moved from Black Rock to Gembrook, um, which is where they raised their kids and where my dad grew up. So my dad's name is Robert Andrew Gordon. Yeah. And he gets called Andy. Um, so that's, dad, conf- that's very confusing. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think it's that era. That's what they did. Back yeah, yep, yeah. But um, so he yeah, grew up with his mum and dad as potters. And then um, so he eventually joined the business. 
and um, I think he had a brief stint teaching because I think back then the government paid you to go to teacher's school. So That's why my mum went to teacher's college as well. Did she? Yeah, and I think he smoked a pipe, grew a beard and went to um, teacher's college and got paid and then realised it wasn't something that wasn't, he wasn't going to do. So he ended up working for his mum and dad and then I think in his like early 20s he decided to have a bit of an adventure. So he um, took off around the world and he got as far as England where he met my mum, Barbara. And um, she was famously having a drink in a pub celebrating a divorce. And really? it's like young, there's a, a young, handsome Aussie bloke and um, the rest is history. And then um, he, he took her back home oh. and they worked for a little while with his parents at Dyson Studios in Jimbrook. Yeah. And then apparently they had a bit of a falling out, which we all find quite amusing. With, with, the, with the parents? Yeah, with his okay. dad and mum. And he worked out he couldn't work with his parents. Yeah. So that's quite funny considering what happened with all of us. And then um, <laughs> he, yeah, and then he and mum started, um, well, Robert Gordon. And they started it uh, in our property in Jembrook. But then um, at that stage in the late 80s, it was uh, early 80s, sorry, it was known as the Pack Track Pottery. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so they made pottery and they sold it on the markets and then it grew so quickly. The 80s um, would have been a oh, wonderful time to have a business. I think um, everyone wanted spice jars and handmade Australian <laughs> pottery with labels and things like that. And so then, um, yeah, it just out, outgrew. It was the Jembrook's biggest employer at one stage and then it outgrew its space on our property. So we grew up, um, mum and dad had four kids, I'm one of four kids, and we grew up um, with the shed there and all the potters coming and going and the, you know, the comings and goings of this pottery that was just growing and growing. And then eventually they um, started to rent a factory in Pakenham and they rebranded it, Robert Gordon. And, um, you know, uh, that's where we've been for many, many years since. And um, yeah, that's as we know it now. Just so amazing the way it's evolved. Oh, it is, yeah. And it's, um, it's. In, I just can't, like when I think about it, there was, you know, grandma and grandpa with the six kids and their mum and dad with the four kids and we've all been raised in families that made pottery for a living, which is pretty, um, yeah, it's no mean feat, I think. I yeah. Think what, what were your earliest memories of um, Robert Gordon when you were hanging out with all the... Oh, the potters. I have really early memories of when my grandma was still alive and I would go through the bush to her property because they were neighbouring properties and I would sit with her and thread. She'd make um, amazing um, plant hangers that had beads dangling down and I would sit next to her and she'd just chat to me and we would um, thread the beads on. So that's my earliest memories of making. But then like so many memories of the pottery in Jembrook, we, um, mum and dad had really wild Christmas parties <laughs> and the whole town would come and they'd, um, they'd do this amazing thing where the week before they prepare this for what's known as a raku firing. Yeah. So there'd be heat, it was the 80s, so don't judge, there was heaps of alcohol in bathtubs and you know fabulous like, like lots of, you know um, we're still doing that the, now in Oregon. yeah it's a bit like a bit wild and um they'd prepare the week where they'd make this bisque pottery so you'd go and have a drink and you'd have a, some food and you know and, you know socialize and whatever at the party but then you also got a chance to go and paint a pot oh. and it was done in this like really groggy clay um this withstands really high sharp hot temperatures and so you'd paint with this raku glaze 
and then you'd get someone would be monitoring the kiln, which was a, basically a big pit firing, and they'd put it in with a giant metal tongs and then they'd leave it for however long and then you'd come back and watch your pot being pulled out and dunked in water and you'd have this amazing crackly raku pot. Oh. So they were raku parties. They were oh. amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would love to go to a Christmas party like that. That's oh, ultimate. Wouldn't you? Can't oh, you have one like that this year? I think OH&S would just die. I don't think you can oh, do that stuff gosh. anymore. Like lots of, you know. How special. Yeah, really special. So amazing upbringing. And, and we grew up... Um, we grew up going to like St Kilda Market, so we'd be like five or something, and you to know, sell to sell yeah, their product. Yeah, that's how they started on the markets, and um, they'd load us all into the Kingswood and drive off to St Kilda with all the pots in the back. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be so busy they wouldn't be babysitting us, so we'd be <laughs> running around. We'd be running around St Kilda, uh, yeah, just doing whatever we wanted for the whole day, and they sold pots, and yeah, so a very idyllic. Um, very lucky childhood. Just yeah, to... and very unique. Were you? Yeah. Did you know when you were younger that you wanted to go into the family business, or were you just? What did you want to be? Were you always creative? Yeah. Always created, um, and I always knew I wanted to design, and I always knew I wanted to work with my family. And um, it was funny, even as a young kid, I really valued. Um, or understood the commercial side of design. Yeah. I never was precious about things. I mean, I found books the other day. Of, I must have been really young and I'd make brand names and logos. And, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I always, yeah, I always wanted to, um, like mum and dad, I guess, earn a living off making things. Yeah, being creative yeah. but yeah. knowing the commercial side. How yeah. interesting. But when you, so you went and studied textile design though. Yeah, Did you so, as well. No, so yeah, I finished high school and then um, didn't know what I wanted to do with myself really. Um, but um, I was lucky; I won like the art award at high school, and then one of my pieces got put in the National Gallery for um, Top Cats. I don't wow. know if you've ever heard of that. So I knew it was I wanted to do something creative, um, and in the arts I just didn't know what it was I hadn't found it yet so I went and did a visual arts course at um, Dandenong Tank and that was a great building um, or starting point and um, I I got a folio from that because when you finish high school you don't often have a really great folio so um, and then I found textile design by chance through the designer at Robert Gordon her mum had done it um, as an older student and I found it um, at RMIT um, and I think it was in its infancy when I did it 20, 21 years ago now. So, um, yeah, I was really lucky to find it um, because it just gives, it, it gave you the absolute base um, knowledge of design. So we learnt colours and we learnt, we learnt knit, we learnt weave and we learnt print, but we learnt how to draw, we learnt art history, you know, um, very intense. All the basics. Yeah, yeah, which is, yeah. And, um a lot of contact hours, so it was um, and expensive too for materials. Oh, I always remember being negative $11 in my bank account every week and things like that. What were those, because I studied design as well, what were those textures that even like oh, yeah. so much money for so one? I never, no, I couldn't get them. No. I never got them. They, 
um, I was scared of them for some reason. And they, um, I couldn't afford they, them. No, but... and they drew like paint, didn't they? Yeah. And, yeah, no. A girl in there, of course, did have some of those. And I just didn't worry. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. thing. Yeah, even, foam, even foam core was like, oh. oh my God, so expensive. I know. And then if you cut it wrong, you're like, oh, oh no. Well, no, but I loved that course. I made um, great friends and we had great lecturers and it was just brilliant base. Um, mm. I highly recommend it, yeah. It Would great. you ever add a textile um, range to Robert Gordon or do you just think the the skills you got are just what you needed? Well, I think if you – I couldn't do textiles now. It's 21 years of not doing it. I have lost all the knowledge, you know. It's such a knowledge thing and I think my – my thing is pottery um but there is talk of um adding some textiles but i think yeah so i think a little table table linen would well it makes sense doesn't it aprons amazing (laughs) i um love when it when we were doing the collaboration the best like two highlights for me is watching you paint the actual stuff and the way you do it with such ease like it's almost like you're not overthinking it. You just, the brush strokes are so beautiful. And then the other one was when we FaceTimed the other day and I could see all of the product on the shelves and yeah. the peep and it all on the tables. Yeah. I just was like, oh my, it just kind of pinch me moments really. But yeah. watching you work is, and your, and, um, your painters, yeah. your artist work there is just yeah. Yeah, amazing. I think it makes such a difference when you can come and see what we do here. Yeah. And it's just because it's the difference between seeing the, like the journey of the, the piece from being made, glazed, hand painted and then bisque and whatever to like as opposed to just it turning up in your mailbox and you, you haven't had that sense of how many hands have touched that piece along the way. Yeah, so yeah. So on average it's about 12 people will touch um, each piece before it leaves. So there's See, 12 skilled workers that will put their touch on each piece. Um, yeah, that's amazing. And that's the value in in a, in each piece. And um, I think I think it sets our you know our product apart. We are a um, commercial pottery. We're Australia's largest production pottery. But you you can't mistake that hand touch feel. You just can't. And no. Why you and fall you, in love with things? Yeah. And you can tell when you hold your pieces. That that's almost happened. There's a magic in holding the pieces. So what, what does the business look like now? Um, Well, in, um, we have many facets to our business, but I think COVID has put a little bit of a (laughs) bloody COVID. I know (laughs) it's, it's an interesting time. Um, We, we are doing well. Thank you, job keepers. That's yeah. that's really helped. Um, we're uh, I'm looking downstairs now, and I can see our factory, and everyone's still working making the pieces in Australia. We have um, an interiors line that we're growing and developing. That's so cool. Yeah, really cool. So this coming um, Thursday, no, next Thursday, we've got a photo shoot for all the basins, but we're doing lighting. So amazing. Yeah, really sort cool. of lighting. Oh, I want it. Where yeah. Is it? Like wall lights? So we haven't done... I've got one wall light um, in development, but we've got some mainly pendants and there's just traditional bell shapes, I suppose, and then a cylinder shape and then they'll be in about um, six glaze finishes and two clay finishes. 
Wow. Um, yes. Yeah, so why did you go into? Why did you go into that sort of range? Of those well, ranges. So um, there's four of us that work in the business. Yeah, your four bro- brothers and yeah. sisters. Where uh, do you uh, Where do you sit? So I'm second eldest. So okay. it goes Hannah, Kate, Bobby, and then Sam. Yeah. And we all bring different things to the business. And one thing Bobby has brought is he he studied to architecture and practiced as an architect for many years, and then okay. he came and joined us. So this is his baby. The architectural fixtures and fittings is his baby. And I think also from a business point of view, Australian manufacturing is um, very difficult uh, to compete. We're competing. We, we import as well, so we're competing against ourselves and whatever else is out on the market. So we, to keep our business alive and thriving, we have to create points of difference and I think um, high-end, high-dollar um, bathroom pieces were just something that just made complete sense for us to make here. Um, we have all the equipment to do it. And just kind, it yeah. It's kind of interesting too um, what Corona's bought as well, that we can't rely on other markets as well, that we need to make things here ourselves also. Yeah, it's yeah, and it, interesting times. Um, it, yeah, it's still it's still not the easiest thing to make in Australia. It's still um, something that like keeps us on our toes, but that's an incredibly good thing. Yeah. You know that you you always have to evolve, and if you're just complacent, like you just find yourself in a lot of trouble. So we've always we've always taken that tact. We've always evolved, and you know had to try new things and. Um, yeah, just keep keep ourselves busy down. Yeah, down the and and um, challenge yourself as well. But those yeah. sinks, like you could design a whole bathroom just around the sink by starting with one of your beautiful pieces. Yeah, and just think. Um, yeah, it's genius. It, I, and I, the other thing that's so amazing about our basins is that they're colourful, but they're very strong. Mm. So there's a lot on the market that don't withstand. Um, like there's some that you can't put water in for lengths of time and things like that, but ours are... Seems mad. I know, it's a bit odd, isn't it? But that, that's the way it is. And I think because the market just wanted colour yeah. and they, no one's sort of really thought out long-term use of the products that perhaps there's limits to them, limitations, but ours will last forever and they're colourful. So um, that's what's exciting, I think, about them. Yeah. They bring personality to your bathroom because, you know, everyone's looking for something other than just white, I guess. And, I know. Yeah. Thank goodness. It's yeah. exciting. And yeah. then so you've got the restaurant side of the business where you supply dinnerware. Yeah, yeah. So that, restaurant, what's it called? Hospitality. hospitality. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. That, no, that's been, um, oh, that's been instrumental in the growth in Australia in our business, but about December last year that shrunk to almost nothing. Why do you think, why, why did that happen in December? Um, it happened around the wage scandal time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's bloody hard to run a restaurant in Australia. So isn't that crazy? So you think that the plates, the custom plates just got cut? Because they're a, a, um, they're not a necessarily a necessity. You know, they're a slight extravagance. We think they're, we think they're a necessity (laughs) because they put personality in your restaurant, you know, and we can brand them and we can do all that. But when times are tough, you just, they just look at everything to survive. So Mm. um, one of the things that did um, fall down, unfortunately, was, um, yeah, that, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully things will change. Um, Mm. 
and hopefully it will pick up because it's so important. It, it puts food on so many people's tables. It's not just yeah. us. It's all the delivery people, all the, you know. just shows you how yes. many different um, things can affect your business, you know, oh. like all sorts of crazy bits and pieces that yeah. are thrown at you. But so cool that you're a family business, the four of you. How, how do you manage... Yeah, how do you work with your family? <laughs> I don't know if I could do oh my it. God, everyone's fascinated by that. Point. I am I fascinated. They all, I think, you know what, everyone turns it to themselves and goes, oh, God, I don't know if I could work with my mum or dad or my siblings or... No, like all of the above. God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah look, at top, like, yeah, it's, it has its ups and downs. Um, it's, it's, um, I just think we're very lucky that we all do different things. Yeah, so you've all got a distinct role. Yes, that's right. Yep, yep. There's a lot of overlap. Um, yeah, there's a lot of overlap, but largely it is just those having those defined roles that has helped. Yeah. I don't. I just. I'm. Don't even know. I don't think I could do it. But no offense to my family. But you work with your mum, no? Do you work with your mum? Mum paints for the shop. She's one of our artists. Yeah. yeah. And and live with my mum for the last two years. <laughs> I love you, mum. <laughs> Poor mum with us all um, living there. But hopefully, we'll be in a new house. Soon. Oh, she'll miss you. She'll miss the noise. Probably. I don't. I don't know. What I'm. What all the girls here as well wanted to know about was how do you go about designing a new range i find that really interesting uh yeah it's um i I think i couldn't give you one single answer on that though i think it's just um i work with an amazing team so i work with my sister hannah um we have colette brent debbie and aaron and they each have different roles from head design graphic design um, logistics and things like that and we basically i feel that we um, everything we do that's new we have it starts off as a meeting and we sit down and we go what's working what's not working how can we grow that range what are people asking for what are they talking about um we very i have to admit and i don't know this is if this is a downfall of ours but we never get out really we don't get out and see what's on the market we look very inward um we're very influenced by our customers and what they want and what they're asking for and what's been successful. And then every now and then we'll throw a curveball in where we go, look, um, for example, at the moment, um, I think organic dinnerware, we've got it covered and we're doing really well with it. So um, I think we, we grew up in a house that had a lot of mismatched pottery going on and a lot of it was vintage um, and a lot of it's ours. Obviously, we grew up with, the, you know, always eating off Robert Gordon, but mum and dad always collected as well. So, um, for example, next season we're going to introduce a really unique bone china dinner set that has vintage Australiana decals um, on it. Yeah. So we're looking at, uh, we'll call it Matilda, and we're looking at having that vintage, um, yeah, mismatched kind of feel, and not not um, per- uh, not sorry, not organic, so more perfect and more refined. How interesting! Um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. So everything just evolves, um, and we do have a formula that we work to, just based on yeah, what's working. Yeah, I find that I was talking to Rachel Castle on a podcast, and she was saying her business tip was like stay in your own lane that she is everything 
all her inspiration is from her own studio. So yeah. looking around what they've yeah. already done and, and I think it creates a really strong design signature that people know you for, but then you can, like I love that you're then branching out to other bits and pieces as well. Yeah, or else you don't evolve. And I think, yeah. I, think um, I don't mind being copied. I think like sometimes it's heartbreaking and things like that and sometimes mm. it affects sales. But I think it just puts a rocket, you know, underneath you and you just keep changing and you've got to, you know, keep moving. Um, keep surprising and evolving the customer. You do. Yeah, you have yeah. to have that. Oh, Dad calls it fat with the sizzle. So that's the, the what? Tell me, explain <laughs> that to me. Fat with, fat with the sizzle. Fat with the sizzle. Yeah, so you've got to have your base yep. and then you've got to have a bit of sizzle. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it drives Sam crazy when he says it, but that's, um, yeah. Oh, that's, that's no, okay. I love, I'm, I'm going to use that. I love that. Yes, <laughs> This is the best thing about doing these podcasts. Like you just hear something every now and then you're like, oh, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. So, so who inspires you? Me personally, yeah. um, my inspiration is my family. Yeah. Um, my mum and dad, um, are the people I work with are amazing. Um, amazing. I'm always in, you know, always in awe of what they come up with. Yeah. So that's my inspiration. And the other, other thing that I find inspiring at the moment, um, is just watching people that have a really good can do attitude. I love yeah. watching that happen. I yeah. love watching people make things happen and yeah. And nothing's too difficult and, that if there's a problem that's not a problem, it's just something that can be, you know, you know, solved. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's so yeah. nice. Yeah. Can can you predict if a product's going to be successful or not? No. <laughs> no. Don't have a magic ball down there. Don't have a crystal ball. That's what we call it here. And you can guess, but things often really surprise you. Um, we had a serveware range that we introduced. Um, last season and it's really nice it's beautiful um creams and blues and i thought oh that's nice that will sit in the middle that way you know that will sit there that'll be a good staple it's rocketed out it's done so well so people are obviously looking for big serveware pieces and um so that tells us something and then we'll you know try and then you can play yeah. with that and yeah. explore that a little more yeah yeah is it is it hard for you to find the crafts people with the skills that you need or are you training more on the job or have people just been working there forever? So, yeah, they've been working there forever. Is oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have really um, low staff turnover. We have a lot of people that have been here 20 plus years. Gosh. Yeah. So we've, we've had very two lucky. lots of long service leave then. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but we um uh, look we train on the job too um but we've been very blessed with the people we have at work so well there's probably no course that you could do to train you otherwise i think as well as to recognize that it is a factory work in that it's a production pottery so um the definitely the really highly skilled from the mold maker um things like that but even glazes, production can be taught. You just have to, yeah, learn on the job. So Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And um, I guess something that 
is popping up with us as well more is sustainability. Are mm. you guys, I know we've spoken before about packaging and things like that yeah, together yeah. and how to, buy, yeah. how to um, freight something that's really fragile in a sustainable way. Is yeah. that something that Robert Gordon's working on? Um, we definitely have, definitely have room for some improvement in some areas of packaging, definitely, and we're working on that. Um, but as a company, we've always been naturally sustainable. We recycle all our clay. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, so if we make something in our pressing department, so in the making department that uses um, pugged clay, so soft clay, um, it has scrap and that scrap goes out the back and is put through a blunger and then turned into slip. And that makes our hollowware pieces. Oh, so the cool. scrap from a plate will be used to make a mug. Oh, cool. So round and round it goes. And then we've always, we used to get so many complaints, but we always have wrapped in newspaper. Yeah. Um, we've always done that. So we worked with a local company called Outlook that um, worked with um, people with disabilities and they would um, unfold the newspapers and we purchased that off them and then we would we wrap. Yeah, using the newspaper. Oh. So, yeah, we've always... So you've been, like, been doing it. Um, we can do things better, but, yeah, we have for a long time, yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's something that cool. everyone's working towards. You have to, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, but that's... What is... What would be the best part of your job? Um, I think concept stage of development. Yeah, fun. I love, it. I love, I love the, the meetings and the, ch- the chat and the ideas that get thrown out and I love it. And then yeah. I love watching Brent, the designer, um, render them. He's so clever on the, you know, his drawings. And um, and then it comes in the, you know, as a sample and it's just, it's brilliant. It's just yeah. so good. Yeah, I love it. Very yeah. lucky. What's the most challenging part? Well, um, uh, importing's challenging. It's not without its frustrations because they're so far away. But we're so lucky because we have the Australian made as a head start. So we understand pottery. So we never buy off the shelf overseas. We always design and develop here in Australia. And often we'll do prototypes in our factory in Australia and then send off to our factories overseas to make. Um, That can be with its, yeah, I, I guess that's, yeah. That throws tricky things it can do i mean i'm sure you've had a shipment of rugs or something in your oh, or, or something i don't know yeah and and yeah. do you run the social media for robert gordon yes is it you do. that does it you do a really really good job do you love that or are you or do you find that stressful um i have like um i've really liked it yeah but i think covid and um lots of people at home with lots of frustrations has recently brought into um, light a few negative aspects of it that, um, yeah, I haven't had to experience before. And so sometimes you don't feel like looking at your phone so much because it's not often, it's like 99 times out of 100, they're beautiful comments and lovely and beautiful customers. But for some reason, the one, it just gets you a bit and... um, yeah, so it's a love, mostly love, a little bit of hate relationship with social mm. media, but very thankful for it because without it, we wouldn't have survived this time. It's It was such a huge part in um, 
why our sales were maintained online. So, uh-huh. yeah. No. It's, it's just weird. a lot of work. I know. Yeah. But, yeah, it's weird how that one comment, like, erases the 99 other great ones from your mind. We're weird, weird creatures that that even happens. But, That's, yeah, it's a, yeah. just you. I think when you, aren't we evolved to cling on to the negative? Isn't that a survival oh, technique or something? I don't know. Maybe. God, bloody survival. Know. Yeah. So you have a cafe as well yes. at Robert Gordon. So yeah. you've got the cafe, the factory, everything. Yeah. Why, why did you add a cafe into the mix? So we've actually had a cafe for a very long time. Oh. So we've had our shop here in Pakenham for oh, since we were 20 odd years. Mm. And um, it started off as a way to get rid of our seconds. So oh, yes. That, yeah. And then... Um, and then we evolved to have it, um, you can come in it with your kids or, you know, adults and they can paint pots and that side grew. And then, um, yeah, it just got moved to a bigger premise, which is still here on our property. Um, and the cafe has been outsourced. It's been in-house. It's been outsourced. It's been, in, you know, up and down with it. Cafes aren't easy to run. Are you currently before. running it or is it outsourced? So we're about to outsource it, which we're very excited about. So, Good. Um, yeah. Um, it's not our core business. So we want someone who's, it is their core business and they'll do a brilliant job. And I think it's going to be modern Mexican. So that's a bit exciting. Stop yeah. it. Oh, my yeah. God. Don't it's- quote me on that. It's so, kind of the um, ultimate concept store of like showing people, you know, from the very beginning to the very end where they then eat or drink off it. But yeah, that's right. Yeah. Showing all the different hands that it goes. So I can't wait to come and visit. I have when, to come um, down. And the other thing um, that we're so excited about is that um, we've eaten into our factory from our shop and we're, building a gallery and so we'll have all our basins house here so you can come and look at our interiors there'll be an art gallery and there's going to be 10 throwing wheels so we're going to have adult classes which we haven't yeah so we've got two local throwers that are going to come and teach people how to um, throw on the wheel it's going to be amazing just such an inspiring business you guys that you just keep evolving, keep changing, trying new things. Like it's just so beautiful to see. Oh, thank Sounds you. like a, my wonderland down yeah, there. Yeah, well, you'll, you'd love it. You'd have to come and have a play. I think the um, the push for that's definitely dad. He's got a lot of driving in yeah. to do. Yeah, so that's good. And he's yeah. got all these little worker bees. Yeah, all the, all the small children. So you have little kids at home. Yeah. And when we were talking during lockdown, you're homeschooling and it's just crazy. How, yeah. how do you manage all of it? Oh, the lockdown part or? No, having a small family and yeah, working. I, I, do you know what? I, I try my best. I'm not going to say I manage it well all the time. I think having a family business is a bit of a lifesaver with flexibility. Um, they're, they're nine, um, seven, nearly eight, and three. And, Gosh. and the three-year-old, um, like, you know, I don't know if you remember when your kids were that eight, like there's often a cold or, a, you know, something going on. So it is a real unknown, like, unknown factor each week what's going to happen. But, um, yeah, we've all got kids, so everyone's very understanding, I think, yeah. That's nice. You're sort of all in it together, so you yeah, can sort of yeah. like lock in. And yeah. what advice would you give um, 
someone who was thinking of joining their family business or working with family or in the throes of it? Do you have any advice? I think that I can't give anyone advice because I think <laughs> I think that everyone's families are so different. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking like if I had to say the one thing and I think it's advice in life is just to be kind to each other. Just yeah. be kind because yeah. You think it might be an easy road to join your family, but I don't know. I don't I don't think it's that, you know, often a given. It, you know, it's a, it's um yeah, just about being respectful and kind, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's crazy. It always wins, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. And I guess that, you know, probably the nicest thing, like I love dinnerware and I love your brand and whenever I'm overseas, I often come back with, um, you know, a bag full of fragile bits and pieces that you then make memories off it it has the potential to become a family heirloom forever. Yes. Do you yes. think that with your, what yes. you're selling? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. We're so proud of our stuff. We're so proud of it. And we, um, we, in one slogan dad had years ago was it was designed to last a lifetime. And yeah, yeah we truly believe that. And, and um, we get so many beautiful comments from people, you know, um, yeah, whose mum has had it or, you know, family has had their, our pottery for, you know, a very long time. And they don't just say they like it. They say, oh, my God, I love your stuff. And that is just um, you can, yeah, feel a bit embarrassed at the time, but it's just so, so lovely to hear how much people love our pottery. It's, mm. it's, it's, and it's yeah. sort of a trend too at the moment that, you know, I guess from the Mari Kondo sort of type thing and all of that stuff that, you know, you surround yourself with the pieces that you really love and treasure rather than amassing all of this stuff. Yeah, definitely. I think definitely. I think um, also like um, I, I think, um, yeah, people really value when they're, you know, when they've had to pay a little bit more for it as yeah. well. And, um, and I think it, yeah, they just fall in love with it. So, yeah. and you know yourself what it's like to have your favourite mug, and you can't really explain why. Oh. Then sometimes when you hear a story about where a piece is made or where it comes from, it makes you fall in love with it even more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, if anyone's using my favourite mug, like what's that's your favourite? Oh, what is it's, it? It's at, well, currently it's one of the samples that you sent one of the carousel cups, oh, yeah. but they didn't make the cut and I love it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. It's the one that looked a bit like boobs. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I didn't make I the cut. I thought that's what you were going for when you did that one. I thought, I thought it might have been an No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't realise it looked like boobs. And like, <laughs> but I always say, where's my, oh, no, I won't even say well, like, what I call it <laughs> when I'm searching for my cup. But, um, yeah, I'm quite protective over my favourite little pieces. So yeah. that was that brings us to the jumbled mixed bag. You're almost oh. there. See, it was very easy, this yeah, podcast business. Was, you have yeah. nothing to be worried about. No. Now, are you a mixer or a matcher? Oh, you have to be a mixer. Oh, you have good. to. Yeah. Life's stressful enough. I've seen what it's like when people try and match and it's too stressful. Just collect things your whole life and then put them together and it tells the story of you and it's much better. That's oh. my that's nice. Yeah. Okay. What 
are your fave glaze colour combos? Yeah, it's not a glaze. I'm obsessed with the clay bodies at the moment. So it's what's, all what's about that? clay bodies. So um, we're working with really dark black clay oh. um, and that. So you can have a clear glaze on that and that still looks amazing. So um, we've got a beautiful concrete colour clay that we're doing at the moment and we're going to do that in our basins. Oh, cool. So, yeah, it's all about the clay. Yeah, so oh. that's yeah, my thing. I love that. You learn something new every day. Yeah. If you're a piece of ceramic ware, what would you be, Kate? Yeah, I don't know how to answer that because... I know what my favourite thing is. Can I what say is Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a mug. It has yeah. to be a mug. Yeah. But what's your ultimate type of mug? Like is it fat or thin? Um, it's it's stoneware but yeah. very fine and that's so hard to get. Yeah. So that's my ultimate mug. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. What do you eat off at home? Oh, this is so embarrassing. I, it's a um, little bit like the plumber with the leaky tap. We have... <laughs> We um, eat off seconds and samples and <laughs> lots of um, plates my kids have painted. Oh, how special is that? They're special. Yeah, they're very special. They'd be but better that, than those um, melamine ones we all get at the preschool. Yours oh, would be pretty oh, fancy. No, these are, you do them here. You can come and do them with your kids. And, but they're fired at, like, they're stoneware and they're fired at 1,200 degrees, so they'll last forever. So. Oh. So we eat off that, but we're renovating our house. So I do have a, I do have a dinner set I got the other day, and I put it in our garage for when the house is nice. You can unpack yeah. it all. Yes. Oh, yep. I don't want to do that till we have a nice house. So. No, totally. What's yep. your dream project? Oh, I think I do them all the time. I think I have dream projects. Like I've been doing this for 20, 21 years, and I think all the time my yours was a dream project i absolutely loved working with you girls i loved working with you too i think (laughs) i did it i think it was so amazing to see color Mm. and hand brush and to see the girls downstairs just absolutely love painting it to see the way you guys styled it in that beautiful style shoot um to see the way the response you've had to it that's a dream job. Like that's amazing. And it's amazing because it speaks volumes about, I think what you guys do and your um, level of detail you have in your retail. It's just phenomenal things you put into that, but also, yeah, it speaks about making pottery in Australia. And I'm, yeah, always excited about that. So lots of, I do lot. Yeah. I'm very lucky all the time. Gosh, I want to come work down there for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Where is your dream long lunch destination? It would have to be the south of France where um, my partner Jacob and I, um, when we first met, we went for a wedding there and I would take Jacob, well, Jacob and I would go together with our three kids somewhere near in a little village and, you know, just at those tables with the the plastic tablecloths and the, oh no. and, you know, the, and the wine in a big carafe yeah, and the yeah. delicious simple stuff. Yeah. And they give you that blackberry wine at the start and oh. then you sit there and you can just see the fields and the sunflowers and that's my dream. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, with my kids. I love that. Oh, thank you so much, Kate. It's no, just been so you. good chatting with you and just hearing the history of your amazing brand and your amazing family. And so what was that thing again? The sizzle with the fat? Now you need the what? It's going to kill me. The fat with the sizzle. You yeah, need the I love fat that. With the, sizzle. the fat so, with the yeah. sizzle. I'm rolling with that. So yeah, thank so. you. 
Thank you so much. No, thank you for having me on, Pip, and um, yeah, letting me talk about our business. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for listening and sharing a glass of bubbles with us. Please subscribe if you want to hear more and share it with all your kick-ass businesswomen friends. So until next time, stay fabulous.